Fantasy Culture Podcast, Week 15. I am your host, AD, a.k.a. Dre, and I'm here with... Hey, it's Marquise here. It's Week 15, Episode 15. Welcome to AD's Demise Part 2, the continuation. Uh, It continues. We still doing this? I have to. I got to do it. Is that just your competitive spirit? It's a little bit. Got to keep the energy in the air for myself. You got to do something. Yeah, hey, you got to keep the energy high. any little way I can to keep, to keep we this. We ain't worried this on this side. running. We ain't worried about that. We ain't worried about that. <laughs> we ain't worried be. about it. Nah, we not worried about it at all. But here we are, week 15, semifinals for uh, a majority of leagues, if not all leagues. Um, Here we are. First round with us went, all right. You know what I mean? You, you're, you were up. Um, 13 yeah. going into this week, but I just had a pretty, uh, pretty good game from Josh Jacobs on Thursday night after the Raiders just lost, um, to the Chargers, but fantasy production from Jacobs was where you wanted it to be, but it could have been so much better. Could have been so much yes, better. it could have. Um, I'm sorry for all the owners who had to witness that. He could have easily had over 30. He could have easily been like RB1 numbers, honestly. Easily. Like, easily. But they the amount of times they went to the red zone convert. and the amount of touches he got in the couldn't red zone. Convert. Easily. Could have been an couldn't over 35 point game. And but I am glad it didn't happen. It's all right, though, because he uh, exceeded his projection. So I'm happy about that. I'll yeah. take that. Um, but here we are, week 15. I got another crack at it. So I'll see you Sunday. Even though our technically our uh, games have started tonight yeah. or Thursday night, um, I'll see you Saturday, yep. and I'll see you Sunday. So we got a good week ahead. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about. We want to talk about week 14 recaps. Yeah. Let's talk week about week 14. 14. Man, recap. week 14 was an exciting one. We're gonna start that off with the Steelers, uh, who lost again to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Two losses in a row. Two losses in a row, um, no run game. As long yeah. as there's no run game in Pittsburgh, it makes it very hard for them to move the ball. Yeah, the, you can definitely tell the, how the Bills played. Um, a lot of pressure, and then even then, they're just the throws they were they were anticipating all the short throws that the Steelers usually do. Since that kind of helps like their non-run game, they use a lot of those short dump off throws. But the Bills were on top of that, and um, it clearly showed. Yeah, no, they didn't look good. Uh, didn't look good at all, and it's kind of been that way, like I said, for the last two games. So, um, yeah, the Bills, Stephon uh, Diggs went crazy. He came. He came. He came. He went lovely. crazy. He went crazy. He he was he was kind of stopped a little bit in the beginning, and then once he opened up, that was it. He yeah, kind of took over the went, game. That he could not. He, he really couldn't be guarded. Honestly, like, nah, they, he they couldn't. Could not, they could not stick him. And they were down. Uh, what they were down a DB. Yeah. Or two. I think they were down Joe Hayden. Yeah, Joe Hayden. Mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, still a good game. Still a good game there for the Bills, of course. Um, Steelers are kind of reeling, but they have a pretty pretty soft matchup this week against Cincinnati. So, you would expect that to be a pretty uh, easy W for them. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, man, let's talk about that Monday night game. Browns and Ravens. That what a game. a way better game than I thought what it would be. What a game. I thought, gonna, I thought it was going to be a good game. I just thought the Ravens were going to, like, kind of, I don't say blow up, but kind of watch, you know, I don't know, just kind of take over the game. But they did not. The Browns definitely are, continue to make their footing this year. Yeah. For the, sure. the Browns are, uh, they look serious. You know, yeah. they look like a team that can really uh, contend. Uh, they have the defense, even though they were out Denzel Ward, which is a big part of their defense. Uh the defense on that side, uh, Nick Chubb, tough to stop. Kareem yeah. Hunt, tough to stop. You know, they're, they're making it work. The offense is flowing. Stefanski seems to be doing a really good job um, sticking to the, the ground game principles that he uh, kind of built over there in uh, Minnesota with the Vikings. Yeah, no, it definitely looked good. And then Ravens were able to kind of establish their run game as well. You have both J.K. and Gus kind of take over that. Uh-huh. Lamar got his scoring, his running touchdowns too, broke a couple right up the middle. And I think that kind of showcased, like, that game in general had, like, over eight touchdowns rushing for both teams combined, which is, I think, like, a tied for an NFL record, one of the top records for just rushing touchdowns in the game. Um, so, definitely, uh, it was good to see on both ends. It was a good game. Um, definitely was a thrill pack, and thought it would be, it, was, it felt longer than, like, you would think for a rushing game. Like, we just watched the Raiders and Chargers in the first 
like three quarters went by pretty quick, and the end game kind of slowed up over time. But yeah, that running attack definitely um looked good. Looked yeah, good for no, both teams. they were they were rushing both. Yeah, both sides were rushing. It was a great game. Um, Lamar, you know, had cramps, <laughs> but uh, I don't know the way that man was jogging to the to the locker room like he had the, the BGs as we call it. Like, I know when I when I be jogging <laughs> like that, it ain't for no cramp. It's, it's a no cramp. cramp. It's a cramp, man. Right. BG, you know, he just he got uh just got back from COVID. And, uh, you know, some people who had it, you know, they suffered from, from random diarrhea. That was, that was a part of the, uh, symptoms. I don't know if you knew that, but that was like a, that's a symptom of COVID is, uh, is diarrhea at like unpronounced moments. So it was like, uh, I guess like the loose bowels, but whatever. I won't talk about that too much, but the way he was running, like he had to get, you know, to what it take the Browns to the, to to the Super Bowl. (laughs) He's playing for the other team, take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Um, like, since we here, let's go ahead and just drop this off <laughs> for real. And then uh, McSorley comes in, he gets hurt, and then Lamar <laughs> with no cape comes running in and saves the day on crazy. fourth down. That was that was crazy for a touchdown to Marquise Brown, who had been having a terrible game up until yeah. that point. That was just a, cra- that was just Bruh, a crazy, crazy that series. Was a, yeah, the crazy, crazy. Ending series was just like, like, like Baker said, it was like a movie, it really was just like, what. Yeah, but, it, was, hey, it was crazy. That's, that's what you do. That's football. That's that's, that's playoff football. MVPs make plays. Yeah. No, that's that's like, like you said, that's football for you. So that's that was a good game. Really good, good entertaining Monday night game to watch. Absolutely, for sure. absolutely. Uh, moving on. Uh Ayuk has stepped up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh Brandon Ayuk has stepped up over there in uh San Francisco with the with uh Debo Samuel going out. He's really stepped into a role where he has become the primary target. On yeah. that on that team, and he's taken the role and taken the opportunity, and flourished with it. It would be great if the 49ers next year is going to be a big year for them. If everyone can come back healthy, um, have a good off season, you're going to have a healthy George Kittle. Then you're going to have a healthy Debo Samuel. Then They're you have still going to be IU. good. You have Jimmy G back. Um, running backs will kind of come back healthy. Granted, they're all kind of injury prone, but still at least have a full attack team. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely could look nice. But well, are you kind of being another star because they needed another receiver like Debo Samuel? That was Debo last like, year. Like he solidified his spot. Mm-hmm. He just was injured this year, and they needed one person to step up. And you thought it was gonna be Kendrick Bourne, but that yeah. was Debo last year. Debo was Brandon Ayuk this year. Yep. Um, and you know, unfortunately, uh, Debo's been you know struggling with some injuries this season, so that's kind of limited uh, the usual Debo that we know yeah. and and have learned to to enjoy watch play. But you have a star in in Ayukit, and he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna go out and uh, you know continue to get better, continue to get better. He's only a rookie, you know, and yeah. in, in an offense that likes to likes to mix it up. You yeah. know, Shanahan sticks to his running back by committee, but you know, the receivers. Plays to that style, just yeah. how they play. Just mm-hmm. kind of quick slants and cuts and then maybe just Sweeps and all of that. Yeah, like, and hit you one deep across the middle mm-hmm. on the post when you're thinking it's going to be, you know, a run They kind of use uh, Ayuk and uh, Debo kind of similarly. Yeah. They have uh, similar traits and they yeah. are used similarly in the offense. I think Debo is just the bigger, the bigger one. But uh-huh. they both are elusive. Um, Ayuk is a little bit more elusive. But, yeah, definitely the same use, which is dope. It kind of can open up the offense again if they all come back healthy. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous team. Yep, no, absolutely. So look forward to seeing more from them over there in San Francisco. Um, next up, hello, Miles Sanders. Your guy. Hello, Jalen Hurts. What's going on with the Saints upset? Um, Miles Sanders goes bananas. Uh, finally RPO? The ball in his hand. Finally they finally get the, the ball, ball in his hand his and hand. Uh, some versatility with Jalen Hurts showing yeah. his wheels. Yeah, if you uh, watch him in college, you know he could play. Yeah, yeah, he sure can. Uh, tough position for me, at least, as a Miles Sanders owner is, you know, was that just a flash in the pan? Probably not a flash in the pan. I won't say that because I'm sure it can happen again. But is it too soon to, you know, be that confident in how this new offense is looking? Is it just, just a one-game performance? Do we need to see a little bit more? Uh, me personally, I would like to see a little bit more. I think a little more wouldn't hurt, but yeah. it was definitely um, a great performance to see against a tough defense, a tough team all around to go into New Orleans because it was in New Orleans, right? Yeah, I think um, it was in New it Orleans. Was in Philly. It was in Philly. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was a Philly's home game. I'm sorry. Um, and to even do that on his home turf, defend the home turf uh, in an offense that has been struggling, has been struggling trying to find an identity. Um, 
they haven't been good. I think we've all seen that. Yeah, came <laughs> and back, uh, had Jeffrey scored mm-hmm. in the game, which is you no, know, he hasn't really scored at all. Everybody um, looked good. Miles Everybody Sanders looked like good. how he's how he would be looking if the Eagles actually utilize him. So it's mm-hmm. good they kind of see them in the passing let him game, actually play targeted. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Um, tough loss for them. Uh, I think a recent injury report: Asante Maddox. Asante Maddox. Is that his first name? I know his last name is Maddox, but I believe there was an injury report this week saying that he was done for the season. I want to say maybe an ACL injury. Um, look into Avante Maddox. Yeah, Avante Maddox. What's the um, injury? He just has a knee injury. Oh, it's a knee injury. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was something. Uh, I thought it was something season ending. I feel like some somebody got injured over there that was season ending, but maybe not. Um, hopefully everybody remains healthy and we don't have that. I mean, it's about the end of the year, so I mean, there's only about three more games left. He said he may miss a couple of games, so. That's true. Most likely, maybe gone for the season. Okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. So next up, man, uh, we talking about the reeling Raiders. I know who you're talking about. Just a touchback. Uh, McLeod, Rodney McLeod, Rodney on McLeod, the Eagles. He tore yes, ACL, which ACL. is okay. both are big blows for the team to yep. have both Maddox and McLeod. So okay, so um, Maddox, yeah. Maddox is, has a knee injury right now, but um, we said McLeod tore his ACL and is out for the season. So. Uh, yeah, as you said, big blow to that secondary. They definitely uh, could use as much, uh, <laughs> as much help, as much depth Go back ahead there and because they've been struggling. Earl Thomas and just let him. Ha, ha. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the reeling Raiders, and they're still reeling as they just lost a Thursday night game to uh, the Chargers, who have been having some tough losses um, by very close margins, similar to the outcome of this game, except. For the first time and probably the last few times, they were on the uh, the good end of yep. things. So <laughs> the roles finally switched for them, yep. and they finally know the feeling to get get a little victory that was mm-hmm. just a hard fought of like what? Yeah. Even a- with the misses from the from the kicker, Badgley had a bad game. Um, you know, Keenan was out as we, you know, that was a big conundrum for many Keenan owners. Um, yeah. You know, whether or not they were going to go out there and play him. How serious was his hamstring injury? Uh, Markeith, my friend over here, dodged one because Keenan gave you a measly three points, which, you know, if you had other options, yeah, you, you should have rolled them out. This was a game where they said it. I don't know why everybody was calling a bluff. They said it before the game. He was going to be on a limited snap count, um, you know, and he's coming off a hamstring injury. Yeah, uh, those are not Short easy. week. Yeah, as you were saying, the kind of the kind of receiver he is, how he gets separation on his routes, a lot of you know your hamstring usage is is required for that. Yep, and on a cold a lot of strength. night, you know, cold mm-hmm. night, you're playing against a team that doesn't have the best defense, so it's not like you're really playing for. You pay for competitive edge at this point, so is it really worth the yeah. risk? And I didn't see a huge risk for him to really be out there. I'm sure if it was the playoff, like you know, game where if they won, they were definitely going in. I'm sure mm-hmm. they would have been 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 more involved with the offense. So yeah. I just I don't know. I didn't get the, even though I saw that he was active. I did go to my team and I almost started playing him. And I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna keep the feeling I have that he's gonna be on a limited snap count and he may get red zone looks, but I don't think it's gonna be anything too serious. Again, you gotta know your you gotta know your players and. Allen definitely is a cutter, and that hamstring is vital for that. So, um, yeah, sorry, folks, who, who, you know, stuck with the man, which um, congrats to your loyal ones, but I never burned you. Yeah, burned he definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely hurt you down the stretch. But that's fantasy football, and as we said from the very first episode, got to be a GM. You got to be a GM. You got to do your research. got to see what's going on, and you got to make that executive call. Um, but that's what it comes down to. That's fantasy. That's fantasy football for you. Uh, next up, the Bucks outdueled the Vikings in a must-win effort yes, from them coming out of a bye. Week. Super necessary. Super super necessary. Um, Brady hooked up with Scotty Miller on a deep ball. He looked good on that on that throw. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, I mentioned um, his name. You did say a little bit about <laughs> Scotty Miller. You did say that. Um, no Rojo. No Rojo played that game. He's not playing this week. Because of his finger injury. Yeah, finger and then COVID list yeah. now too. For for Rojo too? Yeah. First what? His finger, yeah, first he wasn't going to play already because of the pinky surgery. Oh, and they then, put him on the IR. And then, they then, put he got, and then he got put on the COVID list as well. Did, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know about the COVID sure, thing. I kept looking. It was just a recent update today. I kept really? looking to make okay. sure that it wasn't like because of the injury. I'm like, okay, so like is this because the injury he's put on the COVID list or... But for when it looks like they kept they kept initiating that he has both like it was a pinky and then also the COVID list as well. Um, so 
Uh, definitely was a good game for them to kind of see. Um, McCoy actually kind of got some touches, so it's nice to kind of see him back out there. And then Evans, I know he played, wasn't really looking to play too much, but the Bucks kind of look like they're looking to kind of get the offense going back fluid again. Um, next This week looks like Fournette may be the one starting. Uh, I know he hasn't had the prettiest year, so to say, but, um, you know, definitely look for him in the red zone. And you never know, Machete may get some touches in there. You know, I know he was a healthy scratch before the bye week, so he definitely has some, has some, you know, some fresh legs to him compared to Rojo and Fournette so far. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Um, I like the little Keyshawn Vaughn mixed in there. I I, I kind of said that earlier on Twitter. Uh, I like Keyshawn Vaughn a little bit. I like him to get a little late season uh exposure. This is an opportunity for him to do so. Um, remember I said Keyshawn Vaughn. You called Scotty Miller last week. I'm calling Keyshawn yeah. Vaughn this, this I like week. I like it. I like Vaughn. Let's we'll see. We'll, back. we'll see what happens. Um, let's see what else we got going up next. Uh, rough start from Mahomes in that uh in that uh victory for uh, uh against Miami. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes against Miami. Uh, That's tough start. Was. Throw That's... through three picks. Two it picks. Was a, that was a. You know, I was kind of. I wasn't hoping. I mean, obviously, I was hoping that would happen. I know that you're going against the Dolphins defense. Yeah. Um, but I was definitely hoping that would happen. I definitely don't see that happening again against the Saints. It's not really Mahomes-esque for him to continue to go on that kind of trend. Granted, Saints do have a good defense, but uh, I'd look for them to kind of pick it up after a performance like that. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a good game. Dolphins definitely, they, they continue to show they're, they're here to play. Mm-hmm. Um, may not have like the most offensive power, but the defense definitely comes to play every game. So Yeah, defense is there um, every game. Um, I think they lead the league in uh, interceptions. Um, I think they're on like a, a seven game streak or something like that. Somewhere in between five or seven, um, I had read that they were on a streak of getting an interception every game. Um, and that's the kind of defense that you like to have. And yeah. you like to be able to roll out there in playoff times. Um, but they played well. They played well against Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. we know how good he is. Um, to throw two interceptions in the first quarter, that's something that you don't see often with Mahomes. And Miami was able to force that, and uh, they also interception too. I think Xavier Howard had like a one-hander. Yeah, a one-handed joint. A lot of one-handers actually. This that was a week of one-handers. AJ Brown had a catch. Uh, Xavier Howard had a catch. Three more from the Colts. The yeah, yeah, one too. He had a catch, a one-handed catch. Uh, A couple other people. It was a another defensive player. I can't think right now, but also had a nasty one-handed catch. It was just uh, it was looking good. It was looking good for one-handed one-handed receivers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one-handed receptions uh so let's see what's going on lastly here dalton dalton gets his revenge against the Bengals. Yeah. um they put on a whopping man Bengals can't move the ball unfortunate to see um you know you always have a safe floor with t higgins and, and boyd for the most part but they just can't move the ball so yeah. it's yeah I know, that, I know they had to bring finley into at one point yeah. in the game and i think just... he's starting this week brandon allen was missing that practice uh missing that practice so they'll probably be rolling out finley it's just going to be a tough stretch for them. Yeah. This is going to be tough. The Steelers. It's going to be a tough game. It's, it's going to be a tough, tough game, game so bro. I, that's definitely a team I'll stay away from. It's going to be like 31 to 7. Like, this going to be, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. Um, Let's see what we got. Uh, Let's just talk a little bit about injuries Um, before we get into our favorite section. But we'll talk about injuries real quick. Uh, Injury update. Alex Smith is questionable. Seems to be trending down at this point. Um, they did say they didn't want him to practice much. You know, he's pretty familiar with the playbook and whatnot. Uh, the key to his rehab with that calf, I believe it is, um, is just resting is just allowing him to rest. So there's still a possibility that he, uh, because even though he didn't practice, there's still a possibility that he will be out there to play, but I would, um, you know, prepare yourself for the possibility of, of uh, Dwayne Haskins getting rolled out. Um, as we said earlier, Debo was out with that hamstring injury, and Mostert is questionable. He did log a limited practice today. Um, Julio is questionable. He has not practiced, but he's a vet. He doesn't really need practice. Yeah. I think Friday would say uh, a lot about his uh, possibility for going out there on Sunday. At this point in the season, I no. mean, what's, you know. Yeah, and even at this point in his career, I'm sure yeah. he'll be like, yeah, I'm not. Like, he's. They, they kind of know now. He's they, they have their history there. Yeah, so... That's game um, time decision, most likely, for exactly. him. Exactly. So, keep an eye on that. Uh, Gurley, of course, he's been gimpy all season. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get from him. 
So pay attention to that as well. Um, Keenan Allen was active tonight. However, he was on a very, very limited snap count, as we did speak about earlier. He yeah. was really not present for the game for yeah, the most same part. Same with Mike Williams. Same with Mike Williams. In. Yeah. He got like two little catches, and then that's that really it. about it. They didn't do too much. Yep. Um, Stafford took a big hit uh, against the – who the Lions just played? Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah, they just played Green Bay. Um, he's out. Uh, oh, well, he's questionable at this point. Probably going to be out. He did not log a practice this week, and they believe it to be the ribs, which can be a pretty uncomfortable and painful injury to play through. We know how tough Stafford is, but this one may be the one to sit yeah. him in a season at a, at a time in his career as well where you don't really it's probably to just be, best to chalk this yeah, season up. You know, let them you know? go ahead and continue to work that team out, mm-hmm. get the players kind of warmed up, yep. continue to get Swift more. Well, even then, they may not even want to use Swift too much, keep their prize possession for next year, but... Yeah, um, no. Look for Stafford may not be playing. Yep, yep. Should look out for that. Um, as we spoke about uh, earlier, Rojo fractured his pinky. He is out for Sunday, so we'll be getting a lot of Leonard Fournette more than likely running that backfield. Um, next up, James Bradbury just got placed on the COVID list. Huge so loss for the huge Giants. loss for the Giants secondary as they go up against Cleveland, who just had that tough game on Monday night. Yeah. Um, tough blow for that secondary and defense overall. Uh, that secondary is looking quite soft, if not mush at this point, because yeah. Bradbury was the guy, you know, he was, he was the guy. So that definitely hurts to have him on the, um, COVID list and Hollywood Brown also makes the COVID list. So there's a, a receiver down, yeah. um, receiver down and we say something's going on. Something going on in Ravens. Cause even Prochet also was on a COVID list as well. Another Ravens receiver. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was on there too. Yeah. Somehow I don't know. Nice. I don't know. You heard about uh Watson about the restaurant and like he he just opened a restaurant, no. and like a bunch of football players went to the restaurant to go like celebrate the grand opening, but it was <laughs> Texans football players. But like six or seven of the Texans football players, you know, they considered that breaking protocol, of course, uh, um, because there were other people there who were not part of the organization, like outsiders who came to support oh, the grand man. opening. So that was something that was in the news today. Makes um, it that much better. So, <laughs> fire up the Colts players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's looking crazy. Um, So, that's pretty much it for the injuries and our recap and updates. Um, Before we get into it, uh, you know what it is. We know that favorite section of ours where we talk about our you know ballers, uh-huh, our sleepers, and our you bought the bus segment. Um, but before that, you know, we get into our instrumental intermission. So I'm going to give you another instrumental off of the project Trust and Fate as we still put in this work to get it done. I'm aiming to bring it to y'all before the end of the year. But a friend of mine brought up a real good point about uh, wanting to start off the year with some new sounds, start off the year fresh, wash 2020. Don't rush it if I don't feel like it's ready to be delivered how I want it to be delivered. And uh, I'm taking that into consideration, but at the same time, I'm still working to put together the best possible um, project that I could give you. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to put it out if I don't feel that it's where I want it to be as the artist. So, um, but we still, you know, tuned into that, locked into that. So keep an eye out and ear open for that Trust and Faith, uh, sorry, Trust and Fate debut. Um, But so let's go ahead and roll that. We'll go into this instrumental intermission, and when we get back, we'll get into our favorite section. This is the Fantasy Culture Podcast. We'll be back. Yep. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, 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 okay. On the Fantasy Culture Podcast. Hope you enjoyed those sounds coming straight off the project. I can't wait for y'all to hear that. I'm so excited about it. Um, but we still, you know, we working. We working to put it together and uh, bring the whole package. Not just the music. We doing visuals. We doing the site revamp. Um, it's one big package for y'all. So hope you enjoy it. 
Hope you enjoy these beats. Hope you enjoy these lyrics. Let's cook. Yeah. Make sure y'all uh, tune in. Tune in for when it drops. Even if before it drops, we got SoundCloud, we got Apple Music, we got YouTube, AD the Artist. Yeah, you know, take a listen. Producer of the Year. Yeah, you can See run the work that. Just put in the craft. Run that. All of the music that you'll find on the platforms. Um, if you search AD the Artist, is produced by me. I'm so talking quality here. All the production, all the lyrics. That's your boy. But um, yeah, project coming soon. So stay alert for that. Uh, next up, what do we have? We have that section. It's that time. You know we talking about those ballers. Mm-hmm. That sleeper. Mm-hmm. And that you bout to bus player. So let's go ahead and talk about that. What are we jumping into first? You want to talk about these ballers? Let's talk about the ballers. That's fine. All right, let's talk about ballers first. So let me see. I'll go ahead and jump it off with the ballers. All right, all right. Uh, first up, uh, we kind of talked about him. Um, Ayuk it. Brandon Ayuk <laughs> over there in San Francisco. Um, he's having a great season. You know, he's having a great season thus far. Um, they're taking on Dallas, who's just yeah, yeah exactly, exactly that, <laughs> exactly that. They uh, just haven't been good this season. As you know, they've been through multiple ups and downs. Um, just you know, just just haven't had a good season ever since they lost Prescott. Um, even before that, there was probably some games that they should have won that they were unable to win. So, um, in saying that, uh, the Cowboys are really not a great team at this point. Um, you know, defense is just not not good. Their run defense is bad. Their secondary is bad. They're just not. They just didn't have it this season. They didn't have it. Um, Ayuk is going to be up against Awuzie in coverage, who's been giving up 15 points per game on average. So um, Ayuk with a possibly a Mostert that may sit, so they turn to Jeff Wilson. Or if Mostert goes, he may be limited, and they turn to Jeff Wilson. No uh, George Kittle yet. Uh, Debo's out. You have Kendrick Bourne, Richie James, and, uh, and Ayuk. Those is that that's the receiving core. And against Dallas, I just see him having a field day. Dallas doesn't get pressure on the quarterback um like that. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's not good. It's not good. So I like Ayuk this week to possibly give you uh some some top ten numbers. Some top ten numbers. Um Yeah, it's gonna be an ugly one. So I got Ayuk balling this week, so look out for him to put up some great numbers. Mr. Ayuk. Ayuk. And then next up, my other baller is uh it's a split. We'll talk about the we'll just call it the backfield. But the Ravens backfield of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Yeah. Also going up a team that going up against a team that is just not good against the run defensively. Not great over there with the Jaguars. Um we saw the tandem that they brought to the Browns game on Monday night uh against a very, you know, formidable run defense in the Browns. Yeah. Uh, and then here you have Jacksonville Jaguars who just they're not good against the run and they're not good against the pass. They're just not a good defense this season. Um, I can see it being a repeat of of Monday, um, maybe without, you know, a Lamar rushing touchdown. But I see J.K. Dobbins getting a touchdown and I like them to be able to move the ball pretty efficiently. And Gus Edwards does have a tendency to be. Um, a goal line back for at least a couple red zone trips. So yeah. I like him to see, you know, I like him to see some pay dirt uh, at, at some point throughout that game. Even if it's just, you know, a couple carries with a touchdown, I'll take that from a flex um, flex position. Maybe even two short touchdowns he could punch it in. Um, so we'll see, but I like that backfield there. Um, Dobbins outsnapped Edwards 37-16 to 16 on Monday night, and Ingram's been pretty much phased out of that offense altogether. Um in the last five weeks, Jacksonville has been third worst against the run. Granted, their last three matchups was against Derrick Henry, Cook, and Chubb, um, elite running backs in the league, probably top three. Um, and they were able to average almost 29 fantasy points on the ground, 28.9. Uh, so just just crazy, just, just a crazy run. Um, even the games prior to that, uh, prior to those three, was against Steelers. Um, James Conner, who has been... Not great this season overall in com- uh, in comparison to where he was projected to be on that running back uh list of elite running backs. 
Um, he simply just hasn't performed, whether it be opportunity or injuries. It just hasn't come together for him this season. Um, but he even, even he was able to get the ball 13 times and put up 89 yards. So anything is possible at this point against that Jacksonville defense. So my ball is for this week. Ayuk it. And Gus the Bus and J.K. Dobbins. Gus the Bus, J.K. Dobbins, and Ayuk. That's right. Nice, nice, nice trio. I like it there, especially against the Jaguars. Um, mm-hmm. Big games about to come from that. And um, Ravens definitely, they're fighting for playoff spots here. So definitely look for them to continue this trend that they want to go in and keep that run game established. Um, so I like it. Not mad at the picks. Uh, All right. Who you got? Who you got? Let's see. For mine this week, my first baller, I have Cam Akers for him. Um, definitely started off a hot game last week, broke over 100 yards, and kind of looked like he's taken over that running back one spot for the Rams. Um, so it was, like, it was good to see, um, especially I know it was against a team that's kind of not the best run defense, um, but it's still good. It's a good showing for him to kind of do that against the Patriots who typically kind of scheme against the run and try to slow that down. But um, it was it was just a good showing to see. And then this week, the Rams played the Jets, who were just the worst. <laughs> 32nd in offense. The Rams have one of the top offense going right now. Sorry, Jets defense. The league is bad. Um, Rams have one of the best offense going in, um, going into this game. So I'm um, definitely like for Cam to kind of um, set the tone for this game. The, the Rams look to get this run game established as they continue to make a playoff push for themselves. Um, so I definitely like for this to kind of, as the score goes up, I like for this to kind of be a running back committee, but Cam taking more of the touches and of course Henderson will get his Malcolm Brown may get a couple of touches as well, but definitely like for Cam to continue his, his streak here, um, for his rookie season, been going pretty good. Um, I know he's been injured a couple of times, but good showing the past couple of games and definitely last week was a, a huge start for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's in a good spot this week. Um, could be very, very interesting to see. Uh, they play the they play the Jets this week. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, Jets surprisingly have been pretty good against the run, but I think Cam Akers has a lot of value this week because it's just the Jets. So they'll find a way to fudge it up. I'm I'm sure they will. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cam Akers has stepped into this role. Um. Looks like he's now pioneering that backfield. So. Uh. Hopefully, towards the end of the season, he may be a couple. Uh. You know, a league winner for a couple. Uh, people who have them going into the playoffs or in the playoffs going into the championship round. Um, we may be able to see some good stuff from him. So I like Cam Akers this week. Uh, yeah, who else? Who Cam else you got? My next one is Deontay Johnson. Um, I got him going against another another poorest team here going against the Bengals. Um, Steelers need a win for them to kind of go ahead and can clinch their playoff spot as well. Um, I, I do like for Deontay Johnson to have a baller game, but I don't think it's going to be all Deontay Johnson. I think the Steelers may try to also utilize this game to get that run offense kind of kick-started, especially against a team like the Bengals. Um, but I know as the game goes on, if they're not able to move the ball, then that's what they do is a dink and dunks to Deontay, Deontay Johnson and him in the open field. I definitely like for him to at least get a touchdown in. I know he had a couple drops these past couple games, and I did read an article of Big Ben kind of pulling him to the side this week to talk with him. And I'm sure that's, you know, he, that's one of his favorite targets. So I know he's definitely going to look for him to continue to get back on track this week. And again, this is a good game for the Steelers to kind of reset their offense and get back to what they were trying to, what they were doing beginning of the season that kind of got them to where they are now. Uh, so, yeah, Deontay Johnson and got my guy here. Cam Makers is going to go ahead and be the two ballers this week for me. I like that. Okay. I'm not mad at the uh, Deontay Johnson uh, uh, take. They definitely don't have anyone to throw it to. Um, you know, Juju probably draws the easier matchup. Uh, but overall, the corners for the Bengals haven't been uh, significantly good. So I wouldn't be too concerned. I'd like for Deontay Johnson to probably get in for a touchdown, maybe like, you know, five receptions, 45 yards and a touchdown. You know, that's, that's kind of what I can what I can feel for uh, Deontay Johnson this week. Um, so I like those Cam makers and Deontay Johnson as your ballers for the week. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that sleeper sleeper. You want to go ahead and show your sleeper? Yeah. So my sleeper this week is Tyler Lockett. Um, going with Tyler Lockett, the Seahawks have a good game this week against the, the Washington team. Their defense is playing pretty stellar, um, especially with the defensive line with Sweat and Chase Young just kind of dominating the front lines they've been playing. Um, so definitely Lockett's had a rough like past four games, haven't averaged more than 10 points. He's got a lot of targets. He gets about an average 
of seven, eight targets a game. Has about four or five catches, but no touchdown, small amount of yardage. Um, for this one, I definitely like for this to kind of be more of a pickup game for him playing against a team that's going to definitely rush rush his offensive line and, and apply some pressure. So Russ's favorite target typically on the run and moving around is Lockett and a lot of touchdowns they kind of score are kind of plays that are him scrambling and trying to find ways to get open. So I definitely like for this, for Lockett to at least get a touchdown. He hasn't scored in the past four games. He hasn't had a big game since his 200-yard game in like week five or week around week five to eight. So yeah, it was, like, there. it was like week five. Yeah, so it's been a while since he actually, you know, had a good game. I definitely like for him to kind of, kind of pick it up, and especially against, you know, the style of play this game is going to be for for the Seahawks versus Washington, and that's my sleeper. Okay, I'm not mad at that sleeper pick. Um, it's about time that he comes alive because he's had like a you know tough stretch, yeah. as a lot of focus has been put on DK in that passing game. Um, so it could be a shot for him. It could be a, a good time for him. I read a lot of different uh threads around that uh that you know a lot of people were looking to maybe sit lock it this week yeah i saw know. that too i saw some sitting i think i saw like one or two that everybody start, panicking but... around playoff time yeah. i'm not listening to nobody they i seen threads talking about sitting terry mclaurin like come on man yeah, we didn't come this it. far to be playing yeah and the Lockett's also he's you know, a veteran that's playoff he knows what he yeah kinda, as the later season goes on these are the players that are normally typically your vets that they just know how to yeah. get how i'm going done. out with you know the horse i came in on i'm not yeah. it's, it, i mean if it's a good matchup, as in this case Terry McLaurin has against the Seahawks for the most part, even though over the last five weeks they have been playing um, the best defense against wide receivers in the last in the last five weeks, believe it or not, um, they've given up the least amount of points to wide receivers. So, But either way, it's still the Seahawks, and I'll take the talent of my wide receiver over the Seahawks secondary. So, you know, play your studs. Don't, don't get too cute around fantasy uh, playoff time unless you have a viable option that you know is going to give you a safe floor. Yeah. Um, but don't stretch it too much when it comes to your studs. Yeah, definitely play your studs. They're going to get your points. And, again, around playoff time, especially, you know, Terry's and Washington team that's definitely looking to try to you know, fight for that playoff for that push. Top speed, mm-hmm. The top seed, they're definitely going to play. And Terry, no, don't – he's definitely matchup proof still. So, um, definitely someone to play. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, I like that sleeper over there yeah, in, uh, in Tyler Lockett. My sleeper I got – I got uh, Russell Gage. Russell Gage is my sleeper this week. Um, you know, with Julio possibly sitting out or even if he plays being limited, um, Russell Gage has stepped in, um, has stepped in. Uh, he's averaged at least seven target targets from Matt Ryan in his last four contests. Um, you know, Gage steps into a wide receiver two role with Ridley, you know, running into that wide receiver one role. Um, you know, playing the Bucks, it's going to be a tough matchup, but I anticipate the Falcons to be playing from behind, which they'll be chasing points and, uh, you know, probably have some good volume there for Matt Ryan having to, to let it fly. Um, over the last five weeks, there's an interesting stat. I mean, I like to look at five week windows. If you hear me say that all the time, I just think five weeks is a pretty good, uh, time frame for you to assess like how a team has been doing like recently not just like recency bias not like the last one or two games but i think five is a good measuring point but anyway um over the last five weeks the bucks are the second worst against wide receivers um although numbers are a bit skewed in that sense because there's been some insane games from tyreek hill if you remember he had like two touchdowns in the first quarter or something like that like something crazy 200 yards Um, yeah 200 yards he went nuts uh, Robert Woods and Cup had a big game against them when the Bucks couldn't get anything going, <laughs> and the Rams were all over them. So they've had some big games. They've given up some big games in the last five weeks against some elite um, uh, presence in the receivers. Uh, but this week, I like Russell Gage to fill in, be a safe floor if you need a flex option, maybe even get in there for a touchdown because I feel like Atlanta is going to score. Um, however, they're just I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game, and they're going to be chasing points. I'm going to be chasing points. So Russell Gage is my sleeper this week. So if you have some room and he's on your bench and your rest of your flex options looking shaky, take that dart throw on Russell Gage. I think he may uh, put up some good, some good points for you this week. Yeah, definitely good. Um, definitely good pick there for your sleep, for your sleeper. I saw actually a couple articles on Russell Gage and kind of how his numbers started to uptake. And um, even if Julio does play, that he still kind of get looks into the game. And typically, Julio doesn't. He really plays like limited role as it is. He usually mm-hmm. comes in more bigger down plays. Yep. And I know I spoke earlier in the 
in that season or early in the episodes about Russell Gage kind of like they could have had a really good tandem with Julio Jones, Ridley, and Russell Gage kind of being that third row receiver filling in. Um, so, yeah, definitely like to kind of see his number rise and who knows what this can kind of bring into next year with Ridley and probably him kind of taking more of the top spot with Julio's kind of dwindling down yeah. more so with injuries than anything. We know he's special, but, you know, father time kind of kicks in when it kicks father in. Father time that's about comes, it. it comes, man. Um, but I like it. I like the pick. Like okay. It. All right. So, uh, who you got? Who's your sleeper? I did my sleeper. Mine was Lockett. Oh, that's right. Lockett. All right. I'm tripping. I forgot. I the, forgot that. All right. So now we... Oh. We're going oh, to the next section. Oh. Okay. So we're moving on to the next section, which is the You Bought the Bus Player of the Week. Um, I'll jump mine off. I'll yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. My Bought the Bus this week is DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Um, yeah. DJ Moore this week. He's back off an ankle uh, injury that he suffered in week 13. Um, then he was placed on the COVID list. Uh, he's, I'm sure in between that time, he's missed a lot of practices. And to come back from all of that, especially the toll, I believe he did test positive for COVID. It wasn't just a close contact. Um, to come back from all of that, you know, we've seen players have some lasting um, side effects of going through COVID. Uh, but to come back from all of that, the the wear on the body and to have to face Jair Alexander, your first game back, um, yeah. you know, it's tough. That's a tough task. So, uh, right now, Green Bay is rolling. Um, you know, Carolina's kind of finding their groove a little bit. But, you know, without McCaffrey, even though Mike Davis has been an incredible fill-in, um, you know, that offense just isn't the same. It doesn't flow the same. And I don't see it flowing that well for DJ Moore this week. Um, you know, volume may be there simply because Curtis Samuel did pop up on the injury report today. Uh, so, that's something to watch going forward into the weekend, but uh, temper your expectations on DJ Moore because we've seen what, you know, uh, Jair Alexander can do to, uh, you know, your primary receivers, your primary receivers. So that's going to be my bot to bust for the week. DJ Moore, book it. DJ Moore. I like it, um, especially, like you said, coming off the injury, coming off everything with COVID. I'm sure it's just mentally draining. It's even physically draining too, even mm -hmm. though you're trying to rest up. But it's definitely going to be physically draining, just yep. trying to prepare. And then, like you said, you're going up against a good pass defense. J.R. Alexander most likely going to guard him as throughout most of the match if he's not guarding Robbie. And mm -hmm. even then, with all the pressure the Packers kind of bring, I, I like the pick. It's um, tough. It's uh, tough. It'll be a tough one for him. But uh, who you got? Who's your bot the bus? Mine is Mr. James Robinson on the Jaguars. Ah, um, you think his fire is starting to burn out? Yeah, I think it's time to start to burn out. I know I saw him on an injury report, um, which could have been the usual kind of thing, but he was on there limited for a quad injury. So already kind of having a quad injury, and you're about to go up against a physical team, um, especially you being a running back going up the middle there. There, there, there's some hits coming your way, and I definitely don't kind of see them running the ball against the Ravens defense. So um, I, I, I definitely, if you're not gonna get your usual Robinson production. Last week he only had 12 playing the Titans defense, which Titans defense is not great. Most teams can actually, you know, we have move we, the we, ball pretty yeah, especially running backs coming out the backfield. Pass um, catching is definitely a hit for us. So, uh, for him to only get 12 against us, he's about to go up against a bigger defense in the Ravens. Much who are, and, um, you know, Yannick is, is – I see Yannick looking to kind of apply pressure in that backfield. A little revenge game against the Jaguars for mm, him. So, point. definitely point. look for that to kind of dwindle the Ravens' hopes. So, near Sharks or – Keenan Coles or Levert, um, Levishka, Chanel, um, any of those. I mean, it's not looking like a pretty game for the Jaguars, honestly. It's like it's going to be a really physical game. And um, even Minshew's already talked about Yanni kind of maybe coming for revenge. So, um, yeah, that's my about the bust this week. It's going to be Mr. James Robinson. Um, temper your expectations for him, as my guy AD would say. <laughs> All right. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Um, yeah, James Robinson, he's taken a lot of punishment this year. Um, you mentioned he's that, been actually. Running. Like, one of the episodes, or just me talking yeah. about how much punishment he's taking. Yeah, he's, he's trying he's to control that lot. offense. <laughs> he's taken a lot. He's done a lot. You know, uh, first undrafted free agent to get a 1000 yard season as quickly as he did, um, which is an incredible feat. Uh, but... You know, it's end of the season. You played 16 games, or you're about to play. You're going to play a 16-game season more than likely. And um, it's just that's just a lot on a body. It's just a lot on a body yeah. for being so young, um, for, for just being undrafted and just stepping into this role where you are utilized almost 20, 
15 to 20 touches a game, probably more than that. Yep. Um, and they expect so much out of you, and he's produced. He's definitely answered the call. There's yeah, no no has. doubt about it. He has not fallen short of of grace in that in that regardless uh, of the regard. record. But yeah, um, he's definitely produced, and I look forward to seeing more of him next year. Um, I do anticipate Jacksonville being a much better team. So uh, you know. May maybe something to look out for. You know his, his value is definitely gonna shoot up coming twenty twenty one uh fantasy football draft. Yes. He I wouldn't be surprised he goes in the first round. I, was, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes top top I, ten. Top I wouldn't be surprised he goes back. in the first round. Definitely top ten running back. I would say. Yeah, um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at that at all. Um, so yeah, James Robinson. I like the call there. I like the call. I think he's starting to you know fizzle out a little bit. Um, yeah. So the good call, good call, good call there. Uh, so that's our sleepers, uh, ballers, and about the bus players. So we're gonna go ahead and talk about our games of the week. Games of the week. Uh, we're gonna browse over this. Not too much to discuss. Um, uh, but we'll we'll get through these matchups. So first we have the Bucks and the Falcons. Yeah, Bucks and Falcons. Pretty much this one here, more so playoff implications. Definitely has some implications there. Um, should be a high scoring game. Uh, right now the point total is at fifty one. So uh, you know, we like that to be a fairly high scoring game. As we know, the Falcons can be a high powered offense at times. Yes. All depends on how Matt Ryan functions without having Julio. He did well last week, but can he repeat the performance? That's left to uh, be seen. Uh, kind of the same for Brady. You know, can they put together two back-to-back games that, yeah. you know, that are uh, something to, to you know, take home? Yeah, it looks and, consistent that it looks yeah. like once these playoffs kind of start that they can be a problem or, you know, some kind of positivity showing that way. They haven't really had too much lately in the later half of the season. So I definitely feel like this is a good division game. It's a big game for them. If they lose this game, um, it's going to be a lot harder for them to get into the be playoffs. Tough. It's, a tough, it's a tough race right now in the NFC. Um, so yeah, that's why I want to select this, um, this game of the week. Um, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. I like that one. Um, next up, we have a Bears and Vikings. Um, this is another another playoff game, yep. another division game. Yep. Um, um, Kirk Cousins tends to play pretty good at home. I, I think I was doing some stats and fantasy wise for this season. His home games, he's averaged um twenty two point six or something like that points, which is fairly respectable. Um, yeah, especially you know, from him. Yep. And and they played him once again this season, so they've had time to kind of assess, figure out what works, what didn't work, um, what they believe the Chicago defense may key in on. Um, granted, Chicago's defense has been a lot scarier on the surface than they've actually been out on the field. More recently, uh, up to maybe a game or two ago, they've started to pull a little better, uh, pull it together a yeah. little better. Um, but still, you know, they they, they can be vulnerable. Um, that they don't look the, the same strong team as they were in the beginning of the season. Um, but definitely look for this to be a good game and kind of see how both teams kind of see how they both look now. Both teams are in a different spot now than when they first played. So definitely yeah. good to see this. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, next up, we have the Seahawks in Washington. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, yeah. We have a high-powered defense against a young, hungry, um, fast uh, defense. Did I say high-powered defense or offense? Yeah, but I mean, I it, meant high-powered offense in Seahawks going up against a tough, fast. De- young defense, young defense over Washington. in Washington. So yeah, definitely um, gonna be a good game. I actually like this game. I feel like this is like a like a low key, a really good game. Um, it's, no, it's you know, gonna be a good game for sure. Like, even though you know the the Washington's offense is gonna be a little different, but I like it. I like mm-hmm. the momentum it kind of brings, and I like for Chase Young to kind of continue to make a staple for himself this season. Yep. Uh, that that O line of the Seahawks does not do well yeah. with pressure, and they have some you know pressure pressure. Pressure players coming off the end. You got Chase Young. You got uh, Sweat. Is that his last name? Yeah, Sweat. Um, my cousin. Yeah. Everybody with the last name Sweat. Everybody Sweat, my here. cousin. And it's been here. Um, so you got Sweat coming off the edge. Chase Young coming off the edge. Uh, you know, your your corner and Fuller. Yeah. Um, solid defense. They're a solid defense. I look for them to to limit the Seahawks from what they normally have been able to do. Um, Russ may find himself on the move a lot because that, uh, you know, that defensive pressure is going to start, going to start to get to him. Yeah. And again, um, playoffs, playoff implications. Yeah. Hugh and for Seahawks too, going again, both tied with the Rams at nine and four for Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So uh, 43.5, uh, point total on that matchup. So not your highest scoring game, but there will be some points scored. 
Um, Eagles and Cardinals. This one could also be a good game as well. There's some yeah. really good games coming Hurt up this week. Murray. Um, yeah, Murray versus Hurts. You know, what is this game going to look like? Did Murray go to OU too? Sorry. Uh, I don't know. That's I'm a good question. Sure Murray went to OU. Cause I think it'd just be cool. They have both. You're gonna have Murray, and then you're gonna have um your boy. Uh, what hurts? Uh, OU Ohio. Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay, yeah. I was about to. All right, about to, I was asking because I was like, that's a weird way to say Ohio State, but OU Oklahoma University. Yeah. Yep. Okay. He played for Texas A&M. Then remember, he did graduate from OU. So okay. there's two games. It's actually both quarterbacks. He got Hurts went from Alabama to Oklahoma. And then, yeah, so nice little matchup. I think I like the game. I like, definitely like the game for both quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Similar style of play. And round two for Hurts. Round two for Hurts. Can, you know, can he duplicate what he did with uh, Miles Sanders against, you know, the Saints? Uh, this one has an implied total of 48 and a half. So um, nice scoring game. Should, should be up there. Um Looks like what the Eagles are a six point favorite in this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um I'm sorry, no, it looks like the Cardinals are six point favorites in this matchup. But um, you know, we'll see what happens there with this with this newly uh reinvigorated offense of the Eagles against uh Cardinals who seems to have a, a healthy Kyler Murray back who's able to stretch the field and looks like he's back yeah, to running again. So it should be good. Yep, yeah, should be good. Um, next up, we have the uh, man. It's tough to call the game of the week this week because there's so yeah, many. Dude, we haven't even gotten to the Chiefs and the Saints, which is a huge game. Yeah. Um, huge game. Huge game. Uh, I've seen reports of Drew Brees warming up and throwing a football this week. Um, I I don't think yeah. he's out. I don't think he's coming out there. I don't think Sean Payton is going to rush it. Um, I think I think it's going to be another week of Taysom Hill. It's going to be another week of Taysom Hill. Um. Mahomes, as we talked about earlier, did not have a great game against the Dolphins. They did pull, they did pull out with the win. Yeah, but um, I'm sure he, you know, took it harder than most about how his performance was that night. And um, I think he's going to figure out a way to uh, pull it together and do some positive things for the for that offense. Um, I like Tyree to have a big game, Kelsey. Uh, the usuals, the usuals, and I like Mahomes to to have a good game. I don't think though that defensive secondary is going to limit um, Mahomes. I think he's going to come back with a vengeance from such a poor performance uh, against the Dolphins, or a poor performance in his eyes against the Dolphins. Yeah, Stanley, I can see that as well happening with Mahomes, kind of Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill kind of having a big game, especially uh, Mahomes just want to bounce back from what he just kind of had dealing with. Um, just dealing with the game against the Dolphins, having those three interceptions, I'm sure is going to weigh heavy on him, like you said, compared to other players. So, um, yeah, and they already have this as a 51-point game. Definitely look for this to be a shootout, not much of, like, defensive plays happening here as much. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's definitely a high possibility there. Um, next up, we have the Browns and the Giants. Uh I don't know. Not really much of anything with that one. Daniel Jones probably going to take a seat. Uh, going to have another showing of Colt McCoy. Um, you know, another thing I saw another funny storyline in a way too that's kind of been brought up. Um, is Freddie Kitchen just going to be calling the game for the Giants? Which yes, is the I Browns did see that former, former coach. coach. Yep. Um, another thing too, also playoffs too. I just want to implement that as well. Um, the Browns are not too far away from the Steelers right now. There are two games behind. If the Steelers do lose a game and the Browns win this game, um, we're looking at a really close matchup to the Browns possibly being division leaders. But um, another thing also, this is huge for the Browns to continue to finally make a playoff appearance after so many years. Yeah. So this is um kind of huge. why with the put game of the week, even though it doesn't really look like one on paper. It looks like the Browns have the clear advantage in this. But you never know. You never know what you got out of a Browns team. This has been a weird year, um, especially for them and just most of the NFL. So definitely like nah. to see what happens in this game. I like them to go in there and handle business. Um, you know, Chubbs Hopefully. running running crazy, Kareem Hunt's running crazy. Um Giants are down their their best, you know, yeah. secondary player in Bradbury. Um, you know, a, a lot to see. Joe Judge has definitely instilled some fight in that in that Giants team. Um he's definitely put some good practices in play over there. They come out and play hard even though they're, you know, one of the the worst teams in the league, um, you know, they, they definitely come out there and, and play and challenge everybody as we saw the other day when they had that upset over the Seahawks. Yep. So, um, you know, I like the Giants to still come out there and play hard, play tough as they have been all season. 
but I think the uh, the Browns are going to get the better of that advantage and kind of cruise away with it. Um, and then lastly here for the game of the week that we have is the Steelers and the Bengals. Oh, um, Steelers, I think they're going to go in there and just just take care of business. I think it's going to be a beatdown from the beginning. Um, if Ryan Finley gets to the start, they just yeah. haven't been able to move the ball yeah. with him or Brandon Allen. Every, you know, the offense has completely just fallen apart after Joe Burrow's gone down. Um, no return to mix in, no timetable. Uh, Gio Bernard can't really get it going on the ground. P. Ryan um, can't neither. Nobody I mean, can. Nobody. That offensive no, line yeah. doesn't hold for, you know, Allen to take some time in the pocket, for Finley to find some time in the pocket. It just collapses. As soon as the ball is hiked, it, it collapses. So um, I like Steelers to be in control of this one, bounce back from two losses that probably stung them pretty hard. They need to get back on track as they, uh, you know, prepare for the playoff, prepare for that yep. playoff run. Yeah, there's definitely time to prepare for it. Yep. Um, I said a little earlier, this could be possibly what you don't like to see. But at the same time, you know, if you're not playing your, if you're not doing your due diligence as a team in the Bengals, um, this is a team that the Steelers can easily go ahead and kind of recalibrate themselves and get back on track. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I definitely like the Steelers controlling. They definitely have the edge and the over-under. But, you know, you never know what happens in the NFL. Um, again, the Steelers need this win to continue to make their solidify their playoff push in the AFC. If they do not win this, it just makes it a lot harder for them in that division. And, yeah, that's the last game of the week. Last game of the week for us. Um, of course, there's other games, but that, those are the ones that we wanted to focus on. Um, so that wraps up our week 15 episode. Um, as usual, we always close out on our thank yous. We just always want to give our universal thank yous to um, everyone who tunes into us, who uh, contacts us on the Twitter at FFBallCulture. Um, hit us up about questions. Uh, they reach out to us about uh, start sit options. And, um, you know, we, as always, we say we love the engagement, and that really is true. We appreciate anybody who reaches out to us or even, you know, lends us an ear when we release a new new episode. So um, we really do appreciate that as we uh, start to round out the end of this 2020-2021 football season. Um, what else? Anything else? Oh, I mean, that's, that's the biggest Pretty thing. Much Just, it. Everybody knows it's going to be a stressful week for most fantasy most fantasy players, as we know, this playoff time, we're all just hoping we can pull away from a win. So, you know, best <laughs> know of luck you to are. <laughs> you well as well, buddy. You got the you got you disadvantage are. at the moment. So hey, It's going to be fun. You know, it's going to be a fun. To all our fantasy people out there, best of luck for your Week 15 battles. Stay strong. Yep. Don't lose no friendships over, you know, the losses. Hey, <clears> it's just a game. It's just a yeah. game, you know. At the end of the day, um, what, you know, like me, whether you win or you win, it's just a game for, uh, you know, it's just a game. Sorry, he meant know, to say so, win or lose. Um, um, you win know, or lose but, what he meant to say. But, yeah, like he said, it's just a game. And it'll just be prepared. And, as always, make sure you support your people who may take some L's. You're more than welcome. Again, hit up our, our Twitter, FFBallCulture. Uh, you can always reach out to AD. Make sure you send your tissues, your condolences, um, your flowers, <sighs> anything to help this man after this weekend. It will be tough. I'll be posting and one head, league for sure. I'll be posting your headstone on the page on uh, Sunday night, so <laughs> everybody can go ahead and you know send their send their goodbyes, post something oh, out for him. So, um, so week fifteen, uh, good luck to everybody in the playoffs. It's gonna be a tough week. It's gonna be an interesting week, but uh, you know if you GM'd your way this far, you're almost there. You're almost there. You're Prize one week money out. Looking at you. One week out. So uh, you know, make the best decision. Do your research and reach out to us if you need any last minute questions. We'll help you out. We do our research, so we know the resources to go to. Um, you know, to yeah. give you the best, most educated and accurate answer. Um, yeah. And but like once AD again, said, sorry. Like Ad said, don't be cute. Yeah, don't don't get just, cute. Just you know, play don't, your don't, players who got you to where you are. Yeah, don't get cute unless you're in like a Keenan Allen situation where it just if it's trending down, don't force it. Yeah. If it's trending down, don't force it. Follow see the signs. The football world. Yeah. It's see gonna, the signs. Give you the signs. See the signs and and pivot accordingly. Pivot. You know that's a part of GMing. You gotta know when to pivot, and you gotta know when to go for it. You know. Um, but in this case. It is the semifinals, and we are all eager and ready 
um, to continue this week on Saturday with two Saturday games. I forgot awesome. to mention that. It's gonna be a you good got weekend. the Bills on Saturday, and then who else? Who's the other Saturday game? The other Saturday is it's uh, the Bills and the uh, look that one up. I know, I know, it's I know the Bills are definitely playing. Um, Broncos. It is. I forgot. I'm like, I don't have it on here. No. So it's going to be the. Is it the Chiefs and Saints? Nah, not Chiefs and Saints. Um, Saturday game? How you don't have a Saturday game ready? Bruh. You should know about the Saturday game. I'm going to tell you the Saturday game right now. Shout out the Sleeper app. If you don't have the Sleeper app, it keeps you up to date on all um, NFL news. It's been a little lagged lately, but when got I first got, got Bills it. Bills and Broncos. Bills and Broncos. Thank you. Bills and, and Broncos, Panthers and then we got Panthers and, and, and Green Bay. There we go. All right. So those are our Saturday games. The Bills and the Broncos and Carolina and Green Bay. So Saturday games, we'll have some hot ones uh, starting up, and then we get into the big Sunday games, big Sunday. But um, this is us, Week 15, checking out. Happy holidays to everybody. We probably will not be talking to you until after Christmas, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, after Christmas. So Merry Christmas, uh, you know, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is you do celebrate. Uh, make sure you are safe and you enjoy your holiday. We've all come a long way this year. Um, so let's, you know, end it on a, on a good note, on yeah. a high note. It's been a long year. Um, a very long year, very long year. But uh, we're checking out Week 15 Fantasy Culture Podcast. Peace. We out.